Hi, and welcome to another episode of Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we're dedicated to waste reduction efforts, big and small. I'm Biz. I'm Emily, and today we're going to talk about bikes. But first, we have listener feedback. This is a message I got from Tracy in regards to our last episode about minimalism. Tracy says, I realize that decorating for Christmas and creating photo albums and such are actually just hobbies, but they are hobbies many people feel like they are supposed to have. Scrapbooking or hanging pictures or creating albums, etc., or decking the entire house in holiday decor may be someone else's sewing room, and in reference to me having a lot of sewing stuff. Yeah, sewing is your hobby. Sewing is my hobby, and therefore I do have a lot of sewing-related things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she continues, But many people keep too many pictures or have too many decorations out of a false belief that they should, and if it isn't something someone is passionate about, it should be dropped as a hobby. So, I think what Tracy is trying to say is that people often get certain things out of hand, such as decorating for Christmas, because they feel obligated to. Yeah, they feel like there's expectations, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And it turns into a chore or maybe a competition rather than doing it for the actual enjoyment of what it is. Right. And so when I had mentioned that I have the tree with the tree skirt and the two stockings and that's it, that's because that's enough for me. But if you love decorating for Christmas, by all means enjoy the decorating process and have all the decorations you can always find less wasteful ways to get the decorations if you get them secondhand totally yeah or make your own or whatever whatever but yeah take a moment to think about whether or not you feel obligated to do those things or if you truly enjoy it yeah and i'm someone who i like to decorate for holidays personally christmas is one for me i'm not a big you know halloween fall Easter decorator, but Christmas is like the one holiday. I love Christmas. I like, I love Christmas. It's so great. (laughs) And like, and so I will decorate for it. I have a big tree. Um, I, yeah, I kind of go all, all out, but I also really tried to be mindful about where I got those things from. So I haven't actually ever bought any new Christmas ornaments or any new Christmas things. A lot of the stuff that I've gotten has been um, like either from family members that are kind of downsizing their Christmas stuff. Like I have one aunt who loves Christmas. Like she has, she is, goes way over the top in my personal opinion every year and, you know, has themed Christmases and whenever she's getting rid of stuff or like, you know, kind of going through her stuff, I'm always like, hey, like, you know, if you're just going to basically throw that in the garbage or take it to Goodwill or whatever anyways. Like a clothing swap, but Christmas decoration. Yeah. Right? So um, I get definitely been stuff. doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I find too, then you kind of save the sentimental value of a lot of the Christmas stuff because Christmas is a big sentimental uh, holiday for me personally. And so all of my stuff has basically been reused. Like I got my tree off Kijiji. I went to the reuse center last year and got a whole bunch of decorations and like a tree skirt and all that kind of stuff. So it is easy to have like a low waste Christmas and have, and not create a lot of waste. And um, you can definitely do that. And you can still decorate and still do your thing for Christmas or other holidays if you want to, but there's just a way to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a Halloween person myself, Mm -hmm. but even Mm -hmm. Halloween, like I don't 
decorate, I mm. do always have a pumpkin. It's important. It is important to have a pumpkin. And usually the pumpkin matches my costume somehow. Okay. But Wait, I... How do you match your pump... What? Are like you, the like I, Oh, okay. Right? So, like, when I was Mario, my pumpkin was... Bowser, I think. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, wait, do you always just go as a pumpkin-themed something? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyways, I had it the other way. You match the pumpkin to you. Yeah. Not the pumpkin matches you. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, okay, we're talking well, about bikes Let's today. talk about some bikes, which I know Biz is super excited about. I'm pretty excited about this. Because uh, Biz and I both have bikes, and we both bike commute. Yeah. Biz. Tell us about your life on the bike. Okay, so I live in a very small space. Like, I don't live in a very big place, and we don't have any... We don't have a lot of storage, period, but definitely no outside storage. And so I have a folding bike. It's pretty little. <laughs> yeah, and it? it folds up and t- to, like, the size of what? Like, what can you compare you could it to? You probably fit it in, like, a piece of luggage. Yeah, like, it could... Like, it actually does. I've seen her fold it up. She can fold it up. Yeah, so it folds in half, small. and then the mm-hmm. handlebars fold down flat, and the pedals fold in, and it actually ends up being pretty small. So it's perfect because it doesn't take up a lot of space in my house, but it gets me to work. I love that I can ride my bike to work. How long is your commute? Um, well, <laughs> luckily right now I don't have much of a commute because I work from home. But normally when I am working downtown, I would say my commute is about 25 minutes one way. Okay. Yeah, so it's also very reasonable you know, it's only, I think, like five kilometers. I know so, I so a... many people who spend way more time than that in traffic. Yeah, I was going to say the one, the one big motivator, I think, for me to start riding my bike downtown was, well, there was a couple of things. Because I was working downtown, the parking, to pay for parking is pretty astronomical. So, you know, do I want to pay an extra $250 a month for a parking pass or... Like, do I want to get exercise and, you know, be greener and not sit in traffic? And so that was a big motivator for me. And then the other thing was actually just it would take me almost as long to drive downtown and find a parking spot. Yeah. Walk to my, you know, because the parking lot that would be affordable for me would or like the the most affordable wouldn't necessarily be the closest to my office. So then I would have had to walk anyways. And so, like, when you looked at time considerations, it didn't make sense for me to drive. It made more sense for me to bike. And I was also lucky enough to – both places that I've worked downtown have had, like, free indoor um, bike parking Mm -hmm. that's heated. So that's also, like, a huge plus is just being able to have, like, a a spot to put your bike. And the facility that I'm at now, it has – like tools and you know if you like it has like a wash station and all this stuff so it's really set up yeah it's super fancy actually right to encourage people to bike to work because it's so much easier (laughs) i i don't have that much luxury yeah that (laughs) my work that's new to me my work does allow me to store my bike in the warehouse Mm, they just mm -hmm. move it if they need to get the box behind my bike oh yeah (laughs) yes they're like that's okay yeah they would rather see my bike inside and safe than Mm -hmm. yeah because that is one of the problems, I will say, um, the downside of biking to work in downtown Edmonton is that, like, it would not be safe to have it just chained up outside, definitely. Like, yeah. if I didn't have an indoor storage option, that would be something that I'd have to take into consideration because I'd literally have to bring my bike to my 
desk with me, which would be a bit of a pain, but still less of a pain than driving. It'd be less of a pain <laughs> if you had a folding bike and you could just stash it under your desk. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> which I do not. I have like a, you know, commuter with a giant basket on the bike or on the back that um, is, I love my bike. I love it dearly, but it is not small. So I, I love the built-in uh, rack on mine. Mm-hmm. Like that it's just part of the frame. Yeah, it's that's so, so sturdy. convenient. Yeah, mine has yeah. definitely gotten very bent. Yeah, it's gone through a lot. I've had my bike since I was 18, so it's, it's been through some stuff with me. Yeah. So my bike commute averages around 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Okay, wow. I use Down Strava. So mm, it's like so I, you know. I can see it and I do it yeah. like the same route all mm-hmm. the time. So I see 17, 18, 16, 17. That's like right. a nice commute, right? Like it's not – I mean there's people who will bike commute I know for like an hour and 20 minutes one way. And you're like, whew. Like that's awesome. Good yeah, I have a friend who tough. is about 10 kilometers away so mm-hmm. from his work and he bikes. He doesn't have a car. He just has a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know why anyone owns a car. It's just silly. Like it's it's easier to get around. You'll notice because mm-hmm. we always record this after I get off work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you'll notice that I showed up around the same time as I do when I yeah. take my bike to get here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like stuck in slow motion on the high level bridge Ugh. on my way here yeah, in the car, which, that's my which I never get when I'm on my bike. Driving or riding your bike on down the high level, passing cars at 4.30 p.m. is like literally the best. After you get off the bridge and you're like, mm, I could, could be biking, should have been biking, but yeah. you're sitting in traffic. Yeah. I mm. have, like, I only got my bike early spring this year. Ooh, okay. So this is new for you. Well, not new because I used to do it when I lived in Nanaimo. Mm -hmm. But I didn't bring my bike with me when I moved and I finally was just like, nope, I'm getting a bike again. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I am so happy that I've spent all spring and summer biking to work and Mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool way to like see your city and to explore. And I really found when I was consistently bike commuting that to be completely honest, it was like one of the best parts of my day. Like I loved bike commuting, even like all seasons. Like I loved it. Like it was You could argue that it takes longer to bike than to drive. But at the same time, if you don't exercise in any other way, you're also squeezing in exercise during that time. You're Mm. also squeezing in you time instead of stress time because driving is one of the most stressful things you can do. Yeah, like I don't know about you, but I actually turn into like an animal, a monster, a monster. Yeah, when I drive <laughs> in Edmonton, and like, like I don't also, know why, I but think... it's something about driving in Edmonton. Like I never used to be like this when I lived in the country, <laughs> but yeah, there's some sad. sort of like weird phenomenon where. The only good driver on the road is the driver of whichever vehicle you're in, which is usually yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like one time I was driving in Edmonton and uh, probably like around central downtown. I can't exactly remember, but my mom was with me and someone like was, I don't know, driving around me and like changed lanes or something. And I just yelled at them. And, like, called them names. And my mom was like, what is wrong with you? Like, they did <laughs> nothing wrong. 
And I was like, hmm, yeah, you're right. But you know what? They were driving five kilometers slower than I would want them to. And you know what? I just don't have that frustration on my bike. Yeah, ever. I don't. I know. I never no, have it's that just sort of like, thing ever on my bike. Yeah, I will say that I am like a fairly competitive biker when I'm commuting. So like if someone passes me while I'm commuting, it's like you know a shot to the heart oh see but, and and on my little foldable bike it is not nearly as fast as mm-hmm. like your bike would be yeah um so i just accept that's a fact of life yeah which, which <laughs> i have accepted more um i do get a little bit competitive which i'm not generally like a super competitive person but there was one time so i bike commute and when i was bike commuting consistently especially in the winter you see the same suspects all the time like you see the same people and there was this one guy and he would just pass me like every day every single day and i'd be like oh yeah, I have one of those guys who I yeah. I frequently um, end up going the same direction at the same mm. time, and he's faster than me. Yeah, and I remember like one day he was behind me, and I was I thought I gave him lots of room to pass, but he wouldn't pass and wouldn't pass and wouldn't pass, and he was finally like, "Hey, can I pass?" And he passed me on a wider spot. And then the next time I saw him coming, and I just came, went off onto the grass, and he's like, "You didn't have to do that," and I was like. What? <laughs> You're like, but I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. Also, you like seemed to get mad at me yesterday because I was going too slow. So, you know, make up your mind. Yeah. So this one guy that would always pass me, it ended up actually that he, um, when I worked to, when I used to work for the city of Edmonton, um, he also worked there. So one time I like met him in, you know, I was like a little bit ahead of schedule and he had just passed me kind of like at the end of the route. And then we ended up meeting in the parking garage and he was like, oh, hey. And we were like kind of making conversation. And then he told me that he had an e-bike. And I was like, no wonder you pass me every day. Like you literally have. <laughs> You're cheating. Yeah. I was like, that's not fair. No, so anyways, no, no, now, no. I, now I try and cut myself still flat. much better than a car. Oh, e-bikes are super cool. Honestly, I. Did you, did you hear about the e-bike rebate? No. No, you didn't hear about the e-bike rebate? This is exciting because part of me is like, you know, um, if you live somewhere where you can commute and you can use an e-bike. I want to say it was like about a month, maybe a month and a half ago uh that the city put out a rebate for e-bikes. Oh, I wonder what the rebate was because e-bikes are pretty pricey. They're pretty pricey. And so they were trying to encourage people to bike more than drive and... Mm. Uh, so that's what they did. Basically, they put out this rebate, but they didn't really do it all that well because they put it out and everyone got really excited about it and went and got bikes and then went to apply for this rebate, <laughs> not realizing that not all of them were going to get it. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Because literally, so I just I just Googled this and it's like looking to purchase an e-bike. If you're an Edmonton resident, you could get a rebate of 30% of your purchase price up to an, of an e-bike to a maximum rebate of $750, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, like 750 bucks. And then it's like, we have received an overwhelming response to this program and current funding has now been expended. We yeah. will not be accepting any more applications for e-bike And it was And it was expended <laughs> apparently quite a bit before they posted that update. Oh my God, I bet. So yeah, because everyone people, was probably like, sweet, I'll get an e-bike. Like if I can get even like yeah. a portion of it covered. So go city not? for trying to encourage... Yeah. Less driving and more sustainable practices of commuting. But 
oh man, I don't know how if they just didn't advertise it well or what. I heard about this after the fact, to be fair. Uh, so I was just kind of felt really bad for everybody who I, honestly bought, if I who spent found, the money if just to find I out they weren't this, getting money back. I would have probably bought a new bike. Like, right? Probably I would have been like, yeah, I'm going to be commuting downtown this, this for the next year. Apparently there was people buying e-bikes and My bike not is very like, many yeah, of them actually got the rebates. That is so, so funny. It's too bad. Uh, but yeah well i mean but now you got a new bike so also they got a lot of backlash because a bunch of people were really upset that that's how they were spending their money during a pandemic (laughs) and i yeah i guess there are like a few uh pretty major things going on in our city right now yeah but life doesn't stop right and this is a now problem and climate change is a future problem kind of a now problem but mostly a future problem and so they're trying to deal with both at the same time mm-hmm. but people a lot of times people have a hard time seeing the future problems especially when they're confronted with now problems that's a good point i would say yeah yeah i think that there's a lot of challenges that our city has so i agree probably they should have come up with a little bit more structure towards this or you know you can fall in this into this category if blah blah blah. Um, yeah, or yeah, something saying also, you may get. I also I mean, feel it does like how many get, how many people but... just went and bought an e bike and aren't actually going to use it to commute to their workplace because they were like, oh, sweet rebate, like awesome. You know what though? You know, next year that. or the year after is going to be a great time to find e bikes on Kijiji. Right? You just have to wait it out. <laughs> just wait it out. Yeah. That's how I feel about this, like, puppy pandemic shortage, too. Like, have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. Like, there's, yeah, like, yeah. a puppy shortage. Mm-hmm. And if you go on Kijiji, like, people are selling dogs for, like, like, it's insane. Anyways, but I'm just, like, I'm just going to wait it out until, like, these people have to go back to work. And then, and then, then they'll be, like, I, have, the I have this six-month-old wonderful dog that, like, I just don't have time for anymore. And I'll be, like, I'll take that off your hands. <laughs> oh, That's my plan. Anyway, <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but uh, maybe we'll see. But anyways, okay, that, so that's so interesting. I had no idea that the city of Edmonton was uh, – doing a rebate but that is really cool i do know like edmonton is or would like to be one of the most bikeable cities in canada is kind of what the model their model is going towards i know that they were looking at like american cities that have a a really you know bikeable downtowns and i love edmonton's bike lanes like they are awesome yeah i actually am super surprised at how easy it is to get around for the most part, the only trouble I've had, which I've mentioned before, is getting across the river. Mm-hmm. If I can get across on the high-level bridge, awesome. If I if that is just too far out of the way, it's a pain and I just end up hopping on a bus mm-hmm. or a train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which you is know. too bad. Um, yeah, I'm definitely hoping that there will be some more – that the city will continue to, I guess – invest in the infrastructure of biking because as someone who does bike downtown I was very nervous to start biking downtown and I don't know if I would have been as confident if I wouldn't have had the bike lanes there Mm, right that's fair yeah because I was like you know I didn't really grow up riding my bike a lot like I grew up in the country on gravel so like riding your bike wasn't really something that we did a lot of 
biking and traffic is very different too. Yeah, it's very different. You so have to I, behave like a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I was super intimidated, right? Yeah, I was and, like, yeah, it uh, took me a little while to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in, in Nanaimo, when I lived there, they have a, a trail that goes, it's a really long, skinny city mm-hmm. along the waterfront. And yeah. they have one really big, long bike trail that goes around through the whole city. Mm-hmm. And so, no matter where you need to get, you probably took that at least part of the way. Then it wasn't super busy because it wasn't a very big city to get to the actual place you needed to get. Right. So I didn't have a lot of problems, but it's definitely a lot busier. There's a lot more traffic going on in Edmonton. So yeah, it was definitely a little more intimidating when I first got into it. But now I'm just used to how it goes and most Mm -hmm. people are pretty respectful yeah, I would say, I know that we were saying that I was like a less aggressive when I'm uh, uh, biking than I'm driving, but I do think that there is a certain amount, for me at least, they're biking downtown, you do have to be a bit assertive. aggressive, assertive, yes, very clear, um, the amount of times that, I'm not gonna lie, someone has like turned left and they haven't seen me and I've like yelled at them, Um <laughs> But that's just my What I'm hearing more. is Emily has rage issues. <laughs> no, I just want people to follow the rules of the road. And I don't well, want to get on You know what, though? Bike. I don't think that's fair because I don't think anyone's really taught the rules of the road when it comes to interacting with, with cars and bikes. It's very true. And I know that there are a lot of people in Edmonton who are, um, like, when the bike lane infrastructure kind of came in, I know that there was a lot of backlash for the city um, because, you know, people were like, oh, you're taking away parking space for people. Like, you know, it's going to be even more congested downtown than it was before. There's going to be kind of like all of these issues because of the bike lanes. And I personally disagree with them and just think that everyone should get a bike and it'll be way better. But I know that not everyone feels that way. And so I think that there was a lot of frustrations at first. And so I think that there was a bit of um, animosity towards like people who did bike, I think that it's definitely subsided now. So I had this like but... vision and I realized that this is impossible because the city's already built. But wouldn't it be lovely if like every other street, because we live on a grid, if every other street was bikes only? Yeah. Right? But you had like oh the goodness. green and then the gray and then the green and then the gray. And then There's the gray. just so not enough bike traffic for that. But you're right. That would be really nice. But it would be so Maybe much easier. One day. The, yeah, right? The future. <laughs> the future. Well, yeah, it's really – well, and even – so I guess the first city that I really did a lot of biking in was a couple of years ago. And my partner and I went on a trip to Portland and we rented bikes. And that's a really, really bikeable city. And so I think that like even in, you know, cities like that, because traffic and bikes are always together all the time, it's not a big deal, right? Like Mm -hmm. everyone just knows how to behave and knows the rules of traffic and knows how traffic flows and all that kind of stuff. Because in Edmonton, I just think that it's, um, we're getting better. Well, I think it's just But it's just not as biking accessible. So there's no education that goes with it though. Yeah. So on both sides, like people don't know how to bike in traffic. Probably your parents. And and people don't know how to drive in traffic that has bikes. Because I've also, you know, I've gone to like a four-way stop and I have vehicles like that are like, oh, like you're on a bike. No, right. Sure, go through. And I'm like, no, like follow the rules of the road. Like you go first. I go first. Like, or, like, I go second. I know. You know. just, like, follow the rules of the road because 
It's so much easier. Yeah, it's way more confusing if you're sitting there waiting for them to go and they're trying to wave you through and you're like, no, you have right away. And then they're like, no, 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 you're a bike. You can go. And you're like, oh, fine, I'll go. But then they stopped. Like they got frustrated waiting for you. Then they go and then you're both going at the same time. And you're like, bah, if you were just gone. Yeah, or if there's another person at the intersection that's like, what is happening? Like, oh my God, (laughs) this is just chaos. And so, yeah, I would say that I've definitely had it on both ends. And I think that the more that people bike with traffic and and traffic drives with bikes, the better it's going to be. And right. it's just going to be I, a bit of a But I really process. do think interacting with bicycles should be part, a bigger part of driver, driver training. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For because sure. Because I don't, I probably don't do those things either. I probably don't think about it until I'm on the bike and I'm like, thinking about it I'm like no I have to be a vehicle but when you're a vehicle and you interact with a bike and you're like oh you know what I'm bigger I'm just going to give them the right away because they'll be safer that way I mean there's people who are super considerate that aren't following the rules of the road there's people who are like like completely inconsiderate and then there's like the people where, where you should be in the middle where like everyone's just following the rules of the road reasonably and doing yeah. what they're supposed to do yeah it's just I mean, if we want to switch over to a more bike-friendly city, there's going to be a learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there definitely needs to be more education on how to interact between the two, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I there are, um, like, if people are interested in learning more about biking or if they want to get more confident about biking, um, I know that there are groups that that do uh, group rides in Edmonton. I'm not exactly sure what they what their policies and stuff have been since COVID started, but there are groups. This is something that I had looked into when I was beginning to bike downtown just to build my confidence in basically like getting, like riding in traffic. And so, um, yeah, you can like find a group online and they'll do like a group ride on Wednesday night and like a whole bunch of bikes will get together and they'll all ride in traffic together mm-hmm. to kind of help um, get people comfortable with think... being and acting like a vehicle. So Bike Edmonton is a place to start looking for those because I'm pretty sure they're putting on something tomorrow, which of course is kind of short notice for everybody who's listening because it's probably the day you're listening. But they they would they consistently have things. Yeah, like they this, consistently right? have yeah. things going on, and that would probably be a great place to start. Bike Edmonton is is fabulous. It's a great place to find a used bike, to learn how to fix your bike, to get on board with urban bike tours. Yeah, and honestly, biking is such a cool way to explore your city. Like last year. Um, me and my friends did this is pre-covid but last summer we literally just spent a saturday and we like biked around to a whole bunch of different spots in the city that we hadn't been to before we like visited a couple of breweries we went to like a bakery and we just biked around and it was so fun and it's such a cool way to see your city um like enjoy the outdoors you know everyone's itching i feel like right now um in covid to like spend more time outside and like get out of their houses and this is a great way to do it. So mm. I would totally recommend exploring the so bike infrastructure in Edmonton. Speaking of getting outside and exploring and biking, I spent this weekend doing a lot of biking. Yes. I did the legacy tour between Canmore and Banff. Which sounds so, so amazing. It was so amazing. But even more amazing was mm. that while we were doing this bike ride, 
we ran into another cyclist who told us about the 1A highway being closed mm-hmm. for cyclists. Yeah. So we just kept on going and we went down the 1A and we did a total of 88 kilometers of biking on Sunday. Okay. How long did that take you? Six hours. Okay. That's like a reasonable, I mean, it's like a full day. On my little folding bike. On your little folding bike. That's awesome. So we did Canmore to Banff and then we had lunch and then we rode up the 1A as far as we could before we figured we had to turn around so we'd be back in time for dinner. And then we rode all the way back to Canmore and had dinner in Canmore. That is so – I so I had heard of this highway being closed mostly um, through, yeah, people who are really, like, into biking because it's this beautiful scenic route. It's, it's closed to traffic. So it's just bikers on the road. Yeah. And it's just, like, this beautiful paved path. And there's these little, like, turnouts that you can go with lo- lookouts to water that is just the brightest turquoise you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It, and you're surrounded by these beautiful mountains. Oh, I miss mountains so much. <laughs> yes, I know. So <laughs> such a cool opportunity to get out of the city and um, get into nature and do something that's really, yeah, really safe and, yeah, really, yeah, really like easy to do, right? There is no fear when you're on a highway with no cars on it. <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. And only bike so traffic. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lovely. So Unfortunately, 88 kilometers. 88 Oof. kilometers. Unfortunately, we did have to drive to get there. There's yeah. not really any avoiding that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could carpool, go with your friends, and do it because it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Take your household. That's a safe household activity. If you're yeah. like, there were lots of kids on the Yeah. If you're, if you're getting sick of spending time in your house or your apartment or whatever, trying to soak up the last few last few days of summer that we have which makes me so sad (laughs) um yeah that's really cool okay so now it's time for our wine cheese and dessert segment (laughs) everyone's favorite right i'm sure and so this is where we whine about something say something cheesy and then end on a sweet note so what's your wine cheese and dessert okay so this week for those of you who don't know i really enjoy Uh, canning and doing preserves and stuff like that. That's something that I really like. And I like it for a few reasons because it's low waste. Um, A lot of the time I can get like really awesome garden vegetables, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, my my wine is that this week I uh, had kind of a lot going on in my life, but I... I'm getting ready um, to go camping this weekend, and I know that we'd need pickles, and so I, like, grabbed my last jar of pickles from canning last year. And so I'm on my last jar of pickles, so that's, like, a very horrible feeling for me. I know. It's so sad. So now, but it's, it's September, so it's, like, perfect cucumber time. So I am going to be getting um, some – well, I guess my – my cheese is that I was like, oh, I'm in a pickle because I'm in pickles. <laughs> um, but my dessert is that I'm excited because uh, I can get local cucumbers from um, where I get my CSA from. And so she, uh, because she's just going to sell me like a kind of a chunk of cucumbers. And she's like, yeah, and I won't even have to put them in a plastic bag. I'll just bring them in a crate and then dump them into the bag because you're meeting me. And so I'm super excited that I'm going to get zero waste pickles again. 
And yeah, so that's going to be one of my next week jobs is making pickles for the rest of the year because it's one of the it's one of my favorite things to make. I love making pickles. They're so tasty. So I'll I'll give you a jar of pickles. Nice. Yeah, it's like my favorite thing. (laughs) Like it's the best. I would if you're someone who like me, like me and Biz talk about this a lot, how we like share and swap and like like my big thing is if you lend me anything or if I borrow anything of yours that I use, then I always give something like I always either bake for someone or like cook for them or give them like a jar of preserves or whatever. So I get pickles That's for the sewing thing. machine? Yeah, I should really give you I can, <laughs> well, I only have one jar left. I can give you a jar of salsa though. I have some of that. Ooh. Um I have to make more salsa. Ooh. Anyways. We could we could do a salsa exchange. We could do a salsa exchange. I have salsa. Excellent. ready to go I like it but yeah so that so that's like kind of my thing that I like to do so yeah I always like having pickles in my cupboard so or preserves or whatever I love having canned stuff it's my favorite thing so that's my wine cheese and dessert what's yours biz okay so my wine is that my work has been a lot of school servicings lately mm-hmm. which in and of themselves I actually quite enjoy it's quite peaceful to just be focusing on the machines without interruptions all day. It's just so satisfying to just get through that much <laughs> without being You're feeling very productive. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just quiet. Work is usually a little more chaotic. So anyway, but my whine about it is that I have to drive because I have to bring all my tools with me. And so for the last couple of weeks, I haven't really been able to bike as much. Okay. So sorry. I just have a question. Back up. School servicing. Yes. Yeah, so what do you mean by school servicing? I like bring my tools into to school? a school. And service like oh, like their home act twenty like... machines all in yeah because rather than the school bringing twenty machines I just bring my tools there. Did anyone know that their home ec class and their sewing machines got maintained every year? Because I sure didn't. <laughs> oh, every year is probably not accurate. Okay, because no. <laughs> I was like, uh, interesting. Yeah, this is just Biz. You've opened up my life to a whole world of work that I never (laughs) that happened behind the scenes that I never knew about so anyway Mm -hmm. so yeah I've been a little sad because I haven't been biking as much Mm -hmm. this month but I did get a total of 312 kilometers this month of bike commute over driving so I did do more biking because I didn't include anything that was like recreational biking just for funsies but anywhere that I would have driven to if I didn't have the bike got included in that 312 kilometers that's awesome which equals approximately according to my maths 32.75 kilograms of Uh, co2 Ooh, okay that's fantastic that's absolutely fantastic that's really cool that you can track that yeah, Strava. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay, this really makes me want to start logging my uh, right? bike commute and like every time that I bike to see what happens because I think that that's really fun. <clears throat> so my cheese is, mm-hmm. if an apple a day keeps the doctor away, uh-huh. why don't Daleks hide in orchards? Okay, why not? The doctor? You're, yeah, you're not a Doctor Who fan. I'm clearly, clearly not. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, this joke is lost on me. Probably a lot of other people who are Doctor Who fans will be like, oh my goodness. Of course. That's hilarious. It's hilarious if you're a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> I can appreciate it, though. Obviously, the Daleks don't want Doctor Who near them, right? The Doctor. The Doctor. Yeah. You okay. need to watch Doctor Who. I, okay. I, I it's, this is your homework. <laughs> This is my homework. You're like, okay, (laughs) Doctor Who and Star Trek, get on it. Get on it. Days. (laughs) Days of... I think uh, I might be nerdier than you. I'm like, I'm a nerd in like a, 
like, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of a nature nerd. Mm. Like, I'll say that. Yeah. So, I'm also a nature in different, nerd. different ways. So, like, I'm Are you a part of the nerd. mycological society? I'm not. You should be. And then we can go pick mushrooms together. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I've never got into fungi personally, <laughs> but I can appreciate it. And that's very neat. I'm more like, when I go on a hike, I'm like, oh my God, look at that bird. Oh my goodness, look at this flower. And I'm like IDing everything along the way. But right? anyways, yes, I am that person. That was me this morning. I'm showing her oh, a picture of the bird. with a little house. House uh, sparrow. House sparrow. Yeah, I think she hit the window. Well, because I almost ran sparrow. over her with my bike. Mm. And so I picked her up and moved her to the grass under the tree so that she wouldn't get run over by anyone else. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll be okay. Or, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. She was getting more lively the longer I was there watching. Oh, her, well, that's so. good. Good time. Probably just got a little stunned. Yeah, just a little stunned, but. That's not so bad. It's minor concussion. It's fine. Cool. Okay. Anyway, well. so the the apple joke is segueing <laughs> oh, yeah, very, <laughs> very badly into my dessert. <laughs> okay, what's your dessert? So my dessert is that tonight I get to go pick a bunch of apples. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is very exciting. Yeah. Okay, tell the listeners about, um, about you picking apples. Well, okay, so if you've ever heard of the app called The Good Neighbor. It is a resource sharing app. So it kind of connects you to people within your general vicinity so that you can borrow tools. Tools, It's kind of tool focused. So you can borrow tools that you don't have to go and buy your own all the time. So you can share resources. And so I put out into the world that I wanted some fruit and somebody responded saying they had an apple tree. And so I am going over to their house. I've never met this person before, and I'm going to go steal all their apples. And I'm very excited. What are you going to do with the apples? Do you know yet? So many things. So I am <laughs> so many things. You'll never see. Are you me. going to spend the weekend processing apples? That's well, what you're going to do. I'm going to spend I've done that before. a good amount of time with a couple of my friends who are going to do to make some cider. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of finishing up the last bit of cider from two years ago. But okay, how do you make cider? This is so cool. Anyways, um, like actual apple cider? Like, yeah. Be <laughs> We're going to make some cider. I'm going to okay. dry some apples for snacks for mm-hmm. lunch. Yeah. Because even though I get most of my fruit from the farmer's market from BC, apples from Edmonton are that much closer. Mm-hmm. And as, as for as long as I can keep those dried apples going for me, I will, for snacks for work, then the less I have to reach out even as far as BC. Mm-hmm. I will probably make like a pie just because, but just like one because that will mm. be enough pie for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. That would be that. busy. I know. Busy with apples. And also, I kind of have another dessert. I'm also in the process of making garden beds out of pallets. Oh, yeah. So last night we started on the actual building process. Okay. And I got one wall of one of the four beds done. <laughs> Well, you know what? The first one's going to be the worst, and then the rest of the going to be a process. Be. Well, anyways, you're getting the process for but garden beds. So next have, year, you're going to have garden beds. We have, yeah, I'm so excited. Cool. We're going to grow carrots and peppers and tomatoes. Adam was like, we should grow basil. We could probably just grow basil in the house right now. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, ah, yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could do that. Just be like, yes, Adam. What that, okay, we can definitely grow basil. Now. <laughs> That's his one thing. Just keep him motivated on that so that he'll, you guys can keep on making the garden beds. Like, yes. Yeah, he's not very thrilled. Basil. He's not very thrilled about the pallets in the, the backyard basil. right now. Just think of the basil. 
Think of the basil. <laughs> Won't somebody think of the basil? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's he's not very impressed at all that there's a pile of pellets in his backyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that we ever have people over, and it's not the front yard, so it's not like you know the general public sees it. Mm-hmm. But he's like, ugh, there's pellets in my yard. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, it actually, sure. it's the first wall. I was like, yeah, it actually looks nice. Yay! That's good. Yeah, we're excited. Cool. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or like us to dive into a topic that you're interested in, please email us at becominglesspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your comments. So um, yeah, get back to us if there's anything that you would like to hear us talk about. Yeah, shoot us, shoot us an email and we will be sure to respond to you. Be like Tracy. We mm-hmm. will answer your email yeah. and discuss your comments on the show. Definitely. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at becominglesspod and head over to becominglesspod.podbean.com for all the ways to connect and listen and to donate to support waste reduction efforts here in Edmonton, Alberta. We hope to have you back next time on Friday. We drop an episode every week. Every day we can be a little less than we were yesterday. <laughs>